Welcome to Is This Good? The show where we boldly, conclusively, and scientifically decide what things in this big wide world are good. I'm Matt Austin, and with me, as always, is production powerhouse Jason Doyle. Hello. As always, thanks for coming today, JD. Uh, And today's guest has made a career out of combining sports and comedy. He's a former writer for Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, former creative director for House of Highlights, a stand-up comedian, and writer, director, and founder of Follow Through, a sports entertainment studio. At the time of recording, we do not know if his beloved Lakers have made the conference finals. (laughs) So while he's pretending to answer today's questions, he's probably thinking about how to get Rui Hachimura going again. It's CJ Toledano. CJ, welcome to Is This Good? Thanks for having me. I mean, the the title of the show is what I've been asking about the Lakers for many, many months. Um, and who knows? Well, I guess we'll see in these remaining, these remaining games. But um, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Also, just shout out to you guys. Been a big fan of, you know, uh, Basketball Jones starters and, and no dunks. And so I've seen your guys' name and, and knew you guys are a big part of that. So um, just wanted to shout out my, my love and probably why the hell I'm here uh, because of, <laughs> of people like you. So happy to be oh. here. Well, thanks very much. That's very sweet. Isn't that sweet, J.D.? That's so sweet, C.J. Thank you. J.D., obviously a huge basketball fan. So anytime, <laughs> anytime he hears that he's responsible for someone getting into basketball podcasting or anything like that, he's very, very excited. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk about follow-through for a mm-hmm. second. So um, it is, I believe, where you are physically right now. But yes, yes. you have a sports entertainment studio. I see you're doing um, a lot of work with brands like Nike, um, I was curious which players that you've worked with, because you basically mm-hmm. shoot videos uh, with players that are either like uh, advertisements or branded content or kind of, you know, viral videos, that kind of thing. Yep. Um, any favorite athletes that you've worked with so far? Jeez. Uh, off the top of my head, probably recently was Zion Williamson. Um, you know, we've been doing a lot of video, a lot of the stuff that we do now to like, uh, that are the most profitable are, you know, these Jordan commercials, these Nike commercials. And so um, this will actually connect back to some of my jobs in the past, but worked with Zion for his new shoe that was dropping. And it was just your classic, hey, film Zion dunking and being an mm-hmm. incredible athlete and show the shoes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of fun, but it's not as much like editorial or, or creative. But what I had done a few years ago was when Zion um, was about, or it was during the NBA like lottery when when teams find out um, where they're gonna, uh, who's gonna have the number one pick. It was I remember I made this video. I was like, oh, I was Matt has the highlights, you know, and we're we're trying to come up with like memes and fun videos that uh, can capture NBA Twitter and and uh, the message that was going there. So I created this video where I got this bodybuilder to dunk on little kids. Um, to sh- and then I was like, we'll release this when it's announced uh, that Zion uh, is going to go to the Pelicans. So I, I literally, all the draft lottery teams, I, I made this bodybuilder wear every single one of their uniforms. Uh-huh. And so I was like, we'll release, okay, the Pelicans <laughs> version when it's the Pelicans are going to get the number one pick. So that went, I, we released that and it went viral. Cut to, what, three, four years later, I'm shooting with Zion. And I was like, hey, Zion, I made this video that you may have saw and he was like, that is one of my favorite videos and like such a huge compliment to me. And like the rest of the shoot, we were just like buddies. He asked to take a picture with me at the end of the shoot, uh, which I got in trouble for posting because one, it was also like Zion had just like lost a bunch of weight and gotten back in shape after his injury. Uh, but I was just so like excited. It was like kind of like a full circle moment. And also he's just like, I think his like crew, his agent are all family and he's just a super good guy. So I, I really hate when people like, you know, trash talk him and say he's like out of shape or like, I'm, he's such, such a good guy. And he's trying to believe it or not. A lot of these athletes are trying to be good. Um, and it's like everyone else, they're human and they go through, you know, struggles and, um, but just such a nice guy. And, and I just like to like tell that story because yeah, Zion's a nice guy and he, his feelings are probably hurt when people say stuff to him too. So, um, and the shoe is very good. <laughs> well, Professional athletes, they're just like us. They don't yeah. like it when people constantly insult them <laughs> behind their back. Exactly. And, and tag them. And tag them in those posts. They don't need to see yep. those. Yep. Um, so I, I, I saw a video on your Instagram of you're directing something with Giannis in it. And yeah. you, were, you were saying like, okay, this is kind of my idea for this. And then he was kind of smiling, but also saying like, well, don't do that. Because then if you post that, people are going to make fun of me or put me in memes. Like, um, 
have you found that it's difficult to get some of these athletes that you work with to do things that are funny because it might leave them open to being vulnerable or, yeah. you know, quote unquote, attacked on the internet? I think, yeah, one, 1,000%. I think that, like, kind of my, the success I've found in my career is, like, people will call me the athlete whisperer because, like, I, I'm not, I, I can fully admit I'm not the greatest on the technical side of production. Um, but when it comes to getting through the athlete, like when I started in this career, I was like in my mid twenties, like I was the age of the, the athletes we were working with and I was able to talk to them as a human first and understand, you know, um, what they may be going through and, and looking cool on the internet, I guess is like one of the most important things <laughs> right. for a lot of these guys. And so I was like, yes, that you, you could become a meme, but the upside of this, which I am telling you. I am 1000% trying to, you know, make you look cool. Like it, it, this video will be really cool once it's done that you won't care about the memes that are being, you know, that are being made about you. Um, and it, you, it ended up being one of the, uh, highest engaged videos on his TikTok, Uh, and, and we've worked together since, um, because of that. So it's like, I, I want to express these athletes like, the internet is savage, but like we are trying to take care of you. And I, and I'm trying to, in making these things, I'm always trying to think of the many ways that it could go wrong and whether mm -hmm. it's the, the, the outcome we're trying for is going to be worth it. So, um, once I tell the athletes that they usually let their guard down and they're really cool about it. Yeah. I mean, I think people want to see that they're relatable and mm -hmm. humor is probably the best and fastest track to seeming, uh, relatable, but that said, you know we have some certainly some experience with some players uh, being very suspicious of everything we were asking yeah, them to absolutely. do. Absolutely, as as if we we're like going to like edit it later and be like, we're going to make this guy look so fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, taking a, a bit of a hard left turn here, I was curious about something. So sure, you often hear. I know you're a stand-up comedian. You often hear um, stand-ups say like, well, they end up dating other stand-up comedians because those are the people <laughs> that they're around a lot. But then yeah. you also hear what you don't want to do is marry another stand-up comedian because yeah. too too many bits, too much uh, maybe like insider uh, comedy stuff going on. But you went and did it. You married a very funny stand-up, Megan Gailey. Uh, so I just yeah. want to know... How are those bits at home? Are they flying around? Uh, is there a lot of comp when your son does something funny? Is there like, are you using that? Can I use that? <laughs> We've, I don't know. This is probably one of the biggest reasons why we probably found our, or like, we're like, oh, we could get married or whatever is because, um, I guess like there, there are bits flying around unintentionally, but she's legitimately funny, you know? And, and for some reason she thinks I'm funny. And also mm -hmm. to, I gave up on my stand-up career years ago. Like I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to provide for a family, uh, which we ended up having <laughs> off of my stand-up. Um, or it's just too like, you know, we almost met or started dating when we were both the perfect amount of jaded towards our business to where <laughs> we weren't bringing the home or the work home too much. Um, but also like the upsides of that are stand up and like, as you guys know, the entertainment business or, or trying to be creative for a living is so hard that it has so many complexities and just like a lot of unfairness as we're seeing with the strike in being married and, and being a partner with someone who understands that actually, you know, helps out the relationship quite a bit. Like if she knew nothing about this business and I was coming home and being like, you know, uh, this comedy thing I'm doing doesn't make any money. I think it's hilarious. So does everyone else in the room, but they have to cancel it. Uh, man, it sucks. My life sucks. I have to, you know, my, I make a living making people laugh. Like a lot of regular people wouldn't get that. They'd be like, Oh, you have it good. You have a job. It's a lot more that goes into that, and my wife understands, and so that's why I think like we've been extremely compatible and great partners and support, um, and so why it works out. Okay, so if I were to put that, in, recap that in the shortest yeah, sentence yeah. possible, <laughs> I was trying to find it, it, it as I was telling you. No, I like, why I like, the like, hell am I married to another stand-up comedian? <laughs> no, well, because as you said. Marry a stand-up comedian because only they know how sad comedy actually exactly. is. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, right. We can be two sad clowns that raise, hopefully, a happy clown. Um, and so far, so good. He's one years old, and he seems to be you know, doing all the things that a human should do at that age. Um, all right, perfect. Well, we're going to get back to wives in a second. Not the kind that you marry, though. But first, a uh, quick bit of housekeeping. We have merch. We have merch, CJ. It's very exciting. I see Love your, merch. You've got some, some merch on your head, and you've got um, yep. sticker merch, 
We don't have stickers, but we do have the Is This Good Retro logo t-shirt or hoodie. And if you bought it, send us a pic of you wearing it. It's not for anything weird. I just <laughs> print them all out and I put them on my fridge. It makes me very proud. Uh, join the Is This Good Patreon, patreon.com slash is this good. We have another live stream hangout coming up at the end of May. So definitely sign up before that. Send topics for shows to isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe on YouTube and leave a review on Apple Podcasts because those are always nice to read. I read them while staring at pictures of you in the shirts on my fridge. <laughs> uh, CJ, the premise of this show is very simple. I'm going to give you a topic. You tell me if you think it's good. Okay, okay, here we go. First topic, Cooper S. and Oliver M. ask, having a work wife or a work spouse, is this good? So I'll just say, first of all, um, I post these questions on Twitter. I do a poll to see where people are. I'm going to tell you what the results of that poll are at the end of this topic. But someone named Ginobliosaurus okay, said, absolutely not. The work talk would continue at home. Okay, that's not the kind of work wife we're talking about. We're not talking <laughs> about an actual wife that you happen to work with. We're talking about a person at work who you're very close with or feel close to that you call your work wife. CJ, what do you think? Is this good? Ab absolutely. I mean, like, one, it, it shouldn't be an issue or it shouldn't be bad if you have a secure relationship at home. Uh -huh. So, like, you know, work sucks a lot of times. We're there for a long amount of time. You, you got to have that, you know, I think another word, I guess, for it would be best friend. And, and maybe they <laughs> yes. happen to be another gender, you know. Um, and, yeah, I think a work spouse is awesome. Like, you need someone that's going to, like, another person that can get you through the day. You can go to with personal, um, you know, thoughts, personal questions or whatever, but also work-related stuff. Like, you need your homie, your 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 best friend, your your, your second, you know, your number two or your, your sidekick. So I'm 1,000% um, on board, or I think it's great. And not just good. I know it's called – this show's not called Is This Great, but I think it's great to have <laughs> a work spouse. Well, we like strong opinions, so you you can definitely say it's great. Yeah. Um, now, how how would your wife feel about this if you use this phrase? Like, like let's say your closest female friend at the office. Does she refer to that person as your work wife? Um, I guess yeah. Again, like it's just a term that someone made up. I, I think like. <laughs> You know, the other aspects of a wife, you know, uh, in terms of like the intimacy, maybe that my wife personally wouldn't um, have those implications. I can see how other people would. But like, I think my wife would feel absolutely fine with it. Um, so, yeah, I think that's fine. I, I don't know. It, it's not a hard conversation for me at home. And, and Okay, Personally. nice. Well, you were you were clear that you were drawing the line of a work wife <laughs> at um, a physical relationship, so that's good. Yeah, I hope that's dress. not what it implies. That like <laughs> no, it just because you're in an office, you can cheat on your wife. You know, no. No, that they is don't not have to good. be your wife for that. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, I think that it would be cool if you had, like, if you're going to have a work wife. I, I have to say. Obviously, having someone at work with whom you feel close to and can run things by and makes the drudgery of office life uh, palatable. Because, as you said, we're probably spending more time at work than we are at home, at mm -hmm. least waking hours. Um, but I think you should have a work wife, a work child, a work dad, maybe even a work <laughs> grandpa. Just bring the whole family along. An office and grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> office grandpa. Uh, JD, maybe, were you my work dad? <laughs> I thought you were my work wife, man. Well, I had five, <laughs> when we used to work together, I had five yeah. work wives. They were all male. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was basically the dad, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you feel about the term work wife, and how does Rachel feel about it? I mean, I don't think she's ever heard the term work wife. Certainly has never come up in our li lives. I mean, no. Well, I was like, I was, okay. Just, just explain this to me. So, a work wife is a spouse, a spouse that you do everything but have sex with. So, this is somebody. <laughs> this is somebody that in norm, like in a, in outside of work, you would be attracted to. I mean, it doesn't. It no, 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 no. Has nothing to do with attraction. Yeah, but and, and it you does might, have to. Well, you might never it, see them outside of work. But does it have to be the opposite sex, or if I'm if if I'm attracted to the same sex, does it have to be? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, is yeah. there well, yeah. is there a sexual tension there? I suppose is what I'm asking. No, not 
not necessarily inherently implied in the term, but you are right. That is why it's sometimes people think it's a bit of a weird term. Because let's say you have a good male friend at the office. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't typically call that person my work husband. Right. So yeah. why does a female friend that you have at the office need to be a work wife? It could just be a friend or a colleague. I think right. that's where some people do a problem with the term. But you definitely, it's sort of like a laugh off term, like, like Rachel would be like, uh, I don't know, let's say your work wife's name is Sandy. She'd be like, oh, Sandy, that's his work wife, you know? Yeah. <laughs> she likes him because she doesn't know how much of a piece of shit he is at home. <laughs> she doesn't know that he doesn't do the dishes. Yeah. She doesn't know that he doesn't help out with the kids. Sandy thinks he's great, but I, his real wife, knows that he's garbage. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say that I don't think that Rachel would be cool with Sandy at all. At all. But you've and Rachel listens to the show. I could tell you've never had. We've never had work wives. We've never had. I mean, yeah. I guess like I was single a lot of the time. So I guess anyone that I was attracted to could have just <laughs> been a, a crush. Yeah, <laughs> a yeah. work I crush. Mean, my last work wife was probably Rachel because we met at work, right? So I think that's why she would have a real problem with Sandy because she knows how I am with the women at work. You know. Yes, well, okay. <laughs> handsy, is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, a little handsy, a little flirty, you know. Um, well, CJ, going back to the original question about... Yeah. Um, I'm actually know. now not okay with it. You made okay, a, yeah, right? This happens Great on the show voice. sometimes. We turn people. We because inadvertently turn people. It is like, then you're like, okay, I'm putting myself in my wife's position. This is where it just raises some questions, I guess. Devil's advocate here. <laughs> okay. She's definitely going, okay, what do they look like? Is this someone that CJ could be attracted to? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm cool. We have a strong relation or marriage. And like CJ would never do that. But it's definitely like, okay, so then she's his work wife, but I'm definitely compartmentalizing the suspicion and keeping all like, I'm going to keep tabs on this. Yeah. Just keep yeah, it half an but eye. It's not like she'd feel great if you were like, oh, there's this woman at work. She's my work nemesis. But just to be clear, she is very hot. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. think that would be <laughs> no. uh, great either. But I was going to ask you, have, uh, CJ, have you ever worked with your wife? Like, ha- I mean, I suppose maybe even like done a show with her. Is that weird or I, anything like that? So when I, and this could be a, a previous um, HR violation, mm-hmm. but when I was at Bleacher Report and we were, um, starting, you know, when I first went to Bleacher Report is because they wanted, you know, entertainment, we were doing cartoon series. Um, and I think it was an NFL cartoon series that we were, uh, doing writers rooms for. Um, and they were, so essentially I was tasked with, Hey, bring in all the c- writers and comedians who like sports to come in and brainstorm on this. And I ran that room and I was like, Oh, my friend, Megan, who I've known for years, who's a comedian and loves sports, you know, she should come in the room. And I think like that trip, we started hanging out outside. Okay, of the I'm going to have to stop you there, CJ. Are you telling me there was no part of you that was thinking, uh, she's a very good comedian and she likes sports. And I also have a bit of a crush on. Yes. Her. That is okay. absolutely what happened. Okay. <laughs> so, so you but, invited her knowing you would get to spend time with her. Yes. But I was like, but we're homies, you know, we're like, you know, mm. we're friends. That's, you know, and then I, cause I told myself, Absolutely not. You're not allowed to have relations with with this person uh, for many months. And then she started throwing signs that she would also be open to the idea. And then we started, you know, dating um, Mm. months later. Mm -hmm. Well, that wouldn't have flew at Turner, but Bleacher Report was sort of its own (laughs) siloed thing. You guys were cool people. We were new, you know, like, you know, yeah, the walls at the office had graffiti on them. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You see, you see graffiti on the wall of an office. That means you can hook up with your coworkers. Yeah. Well, the That's, thing is, I actually ended up leaving Turner for a year because they wouldn't let me work from L.A., uh, where I, I chose her instead of that job. But then a year later, oh. they ended up uh, having me come back working remotely. Romance. It's still alive. I, I know, love it. I know. Um, that is, that's really beautiful, but unfortunately 66.7% of people disagree with you. Wow. And they say Losers. having a work wife or a work spouse is not good. Mm. But I guess, you know. Meeting your, like, we've gone so far to the other end on workplace romances that it's cutting off, like, one of the few places where people are meeting each other outside the internet. I don't know what my point is, except, you know, bring it back. Jim and Pam, everyone loves them. I know. I'm sure she did. She cheated on, you know, 
her fiance, maybe. That's not the point. If you believe that you guys are going to be good together, and she is also married, don't let that discourage you. Um, but if you're her boss, then I think that's the only that's you got to stop it there. I'm sorry, you got to quit yeah. first. Um, next question: Nick G asks, disciplining someone else's kids is this good? So Nick um, sent along an email that I will read to you now. Hi Matt, love the show. I don't have kids myself, but as an uncle, I often find myself in this conundrum. When playing with my niece and nephew, I get caught in a situation where they are acting out. For example, my five-year-old niece never wants to include her younger three-year-old brother and will shove him out of the way or snatch toys out of his hands. <laughs> I'm never quite sure how to respond to this as I'm not their parent. Generally, if their parents are around, I'll say nothing and let the parents correct it if they feel the need to. But if they aren't, I try my best to gently explain why what my niece did was wrong, even though she is very sensitive and it's a 50-50 shot that she will throw a tantrum. So is it good to discipline someone else's kids? For further information, these are not my blood niece and nephew. These are, my ki these are the kids of my wife's sister. Thanks, Nick. My first question is, Nick says, gently explaining what my niece did wrong. Is that even discipline, JD, as as a longtime dad? <laughs> Gently explaining? Yeah. I mean, when you're the <laughs> uncle and you're when you're the uncle and you want to avoid a tantrum and this is a sensitive kid already, yeah, so that is a way to handle the situation, but it's certainly not discipline, I would say. I mean, yeah, no. Okay, but well, uh, I are you asking me if he should be disciplining this child? <laughs> uh, well, to be clear, not physically. Um, yeah, no, of course, of yeah. course. Because because a lot of people are like, oh, well, like this is like the slap that TV show where the guy slaps a kid. Right, I would right. tell you more, but I think that's all anyone knows about the slap. <laughs> uh, it is a, a TV show that is purely a meme. Um, okay, obviously, Dave, we don't mean physically. Yes. But, but you could give the kid a timeout. Can you give the yes, kid a timeout? Yes, can you give because, someone else's kid a timeout? I mean, uh, I think if the child is in your care, you, yes, of course you can. Yeah. You have to be able to. Otherwise, you should not be in charge of taking care of that child, right? I, mean, I agree with you. I'm, I'm of the – if you're going to say it takes a village, then I'm allowed <laughs> to discipline your child. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, CJ, you're a newish dad, I think. Um, have you had to discipline anyone else's kids yet? No, so this was a hot topic. Um, I have a, a one-year-old right now, but like I think it was a few months ago, this he was he's starting to play with other kids. We're bringing him to mm -hmm. like you know other um, kid birthday parties, and I have so I haven't been around many other other kids kids, and like now like when they're playing with my kid, I'm definitely thrown in there. Like you know I I have to react to certain certain things, and so this other kind of older kid like ripped a. Car, a toy car out of my kid's hand and then pushed him. That and so it. I was like, you know, I'm a pretty chill person. I'm not, I'm not confrontational. And the other kid's parent was there. And I was like, okay, well then this is obviously we know where the, where the wrongdoing is. I'm going to have that person, that, that kid's parent step in and discipline that kid uh, or her kid. And she said nothing. And so mm. I was like, oh, should I... <laughs> Yell at this kid and be like, or even just gently, as you say, go, hey, that don't do that. Like that, not just that's my kid. That's a that's a wrong thing to be doing. I just was like, and I, I guess I did the right thing according to other parents who I'd asked. I took my kid out of the situation, um, and you know, my kid didn't even understand that that other kid was being mean. So I took the kid out of the situation. But like, also, you bring up a great point, JD. If you're in care, if the, the, these kids are in your care. You, you gotta be, there's no one else is going to tell this kid that, you know, that's wrong. Um, and how do you get through to these kids? It's not definitely not hitting, but like, sometimes you, you look in their eye, you're like, are you getting this concept that you should not be doing this thing? And yeah. so like, if, it, if they're your responsibility, yes, you got to discipline other people's kids. And this is what we all got. That's our responsibility. Like we got to tell people when they're not doing the right thing. So, um, I think it's absolutely okay to discipline other people other people's kids. Now, am I going to go on a parade? Just be like, Hey kid, you're doing the bad thing. Like, no, <laughs> um, that would be weird. But yeah, if they're in your care, you got it. You got to say something or do something. That exacts the almost exactly the same thing happened to us in a playground where there was a kid who ripped a toy out of uh, Lincoln's hands. He must've been two or three and it was a bigger kid. 
and uh, Lincoln looked at me, and uh, and you know it was the same thing. Parents was there, just saw what happened, completely ignored it. It was like whatever. And uh, he Lincoln looked at me, and I said, "Go get it if you want it. Go get it." And yeah. he went right up to the kid, and he took it right back. Nice. And then and then the kid went and cried to his mother, who and I, she could, you know, I I didn't say anything, and she couldn't say anything, and and. The kid's confidence has been through the roof ever since, to be honest. Nice. Too much. Okay, okay. But, <laughs> but it worked out that time. Is probably, CJ, I think what you, what you did was probably the right thing to do. Just take your kid and go somewhere else and yeah. don't have a confrontation. But I'm also like, my dander gets up and I'm like, hey, I can't fight this battle for you. If you want that toy, go get the toy. Yeah. Uh, well then, TJ, are you going to give that JD advice to your child? Where it seems JD, you're doing the um, your kid comes to you says, "I got bullied at school today," and then your advice is, "All right, go in tomorrow and punch him right in the face." <laughs> I have literally said that to my child. With Rachel st- sitting next to me saying, how, "How dare you! Like you cannot say that." And I'm like, "Okay, I don't know what to. I don't know what to say that. You know, like." Turn the other cheek? I, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. The, the meek shall inherit the earth. <laughs> uh, okay, CJ, is that good advice or bad advice? I think it, I think it's great advice. And, I, okay. and I'm just like, you know, this, you know, my kid is, again, uh, one. So, but when he gets to a certain age, I gotta, we got to give the, these kids the tools to, to figure it out themselves. Exactly. Um, that's, that's the key right there. You got to let them figure it out. Yeah. It, but hopefully give them that foundation and, in the, in the, I guess, the the – the moral lessons of like you've assessed the situation and the only thing left to do is punch the other person in the face. <laughs> you know, we're going to, we're going to start creating what the action lists are, you know, like an RPG, like select what you want to do next. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and maybe punching in the face is the last one. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, we got to We got to start giving these kids good options. Uh, so yeah, maybe, maybe step one is you, you write some roast jokes for your kids. Exactly. Oh, good. Good call. He goes in, roasts him. Um, it might make the situation worse just based on my childhood, but yes. Oh, I thought you were going to say it might make the situation worse based on me saying I no longer want to be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let him okay, you can tag it team it. You get yeah. Megan on the, on the case. Um, well, 80.3% of people say disciplining other people's kids is not good. I, that's oh insane. 80% wow. of people, four what? to five people what? are going to stand idly by while some kids being first of all you know who has the highest propensity to be a dick other people's kids it's not yes. your kid your kid's great oh this this brings up another point though what about like kids that aren't related to your kid at all like i don't know like um some random kid throws a baseball through your window or some kids skateboard into an old lady. I don't know why that's the example I thought of. <laughs> you know the classic thing where a rascally teenager yeah. will skateboard into an elderly With woman. like a pinwheel hat. They'll like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and suspenders. And sta- you know, stand over her. Um, yeah, so would you, would you confront a child like that? Uh... You know, I remember when I was, I used to hang out at the movie, the local movie theater as a kid is like, I was like an early teenager and mm-hmm. we used to just be bad and like yell at customers and like, and I remember we yelled at this one guy and he came up to us and was like, Hey, just so you guys know, like I, I used to do that stuff and you're just being a jerk. <laughs> and like, for some reason that really resonated with me and I was like, Hey, he was like, kind of came to my level and like kind of, he showed like he was related. Like, yeah, what else are you guys going to do? You guys are going to annoy people. Like that's what's fun right now. But like, just so you know, you're kind of being jerk. And that kind of affected me. And so I'm like, if I, if I see a kid doing something absolutely wrong and I'm like, they're going to be embarrassed of that later. Maybe I will go up to them and be like, Hey, just so you know, like I did that, but people are going to hate your guts. If you continue to do that, like I can see that setting in. It's amazing what a calm demeanor w- it has so much more power over kids, you know. Yeah. And like you say that when you say like talking on their level just like you know, what you're doing is dumb instead of like making a scene and and yelling at them and that's what that's the re- almost the reaction they're looking for. It's like yeah. haha that guy got that guy's goat. But well, I I've done that. I've done the same thing too and um the reaction I got was definitely as I walked away 
<laughs> Shut up, pussy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I have to believe that that was what they said to save face in front of their friends. But they went home that night and they they said, uh, you know. I really got to turn my life around. <laughs> yeah. And it's actually a bit in our household now that we have a kid is uh, I tell him, I'm like, hey, man, it's cool to, to behave. Like, I'm like trying to make that like a fad, like behaving is cool. And my, my wife is like, one, he doesn't understand that. He doesn't know English right now. But like, I'm going to make it a cool thing. Like, you know, all the popular kids at school, they behave. Yeah. Um, and he's probably like what you say, he's going he's gonna <laughs> to laugh behind my back. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's right up there with uh, let's play the quiet game. I think exactly. I think you know it'll work, but he'll <laughs> he'll figure that out. Um, and if he doesn't, oh, you might have a problem. I wanted to take a moment to talk about my new favorite sports game, stakes. Here's the problem: you're watching the NBA playoffs. You want to feel like you have some more skin in the game. You want to feel like you have something more on the line, but you don't want to lose money. That's where stakes come in. Predict sports for free and play against a community of thousands of other fans to prove you know sports and build your sports reputation. With stakes, you can compete against other sports enthusiasts by predicting daily questions and climbing the ranks to earn rewards, all without risking your bankroll. It's free to play, and the more accurate your predictions, the more you win. Here's how to do it. If you're in Canada or the U.S., open your phone, go to playwithstakes.com slash isthisgood to download stakes and start your journey to becoming a sports god. Playwithstakes.com slash isthisgood. All right, CJ, it's time to force you to have some strong opinions about things you probably haven't thought about much. This segment's a lot like Fuck, Mary Kill, but respectful. Mm, Let's it. play Sit, Bench, Start. Great. So... I'm going to give you categories with three related options. You tell me what you'd sit, fuck, bench, kill, or start, marry. But again, this is a very respectful version. Let's start, since we're doing sit, bench, start, with a sports question. So, NBA arena names. Mm -hmm. You're not assessing the team that plays in the arena or the city itself or the quality of the arena itself. This is just purely the name. Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles. Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, or the Smoothie King Center in New Orleans. Ooh. So sit, bench, start. Those three names. Um, this one's pretty easy. I mean, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta cut um, crypto. I think Lakers fans would agree with that. God, I mean, like, never did I think we would long for an office supply company <laughs> um, to be more relevant and doing well. Um, that a crypto business could just buy the stadium overnight and and make our, our our lives a living hell so yes cut that immediately okay uh -huh. little caesars and smoothie king two places that i love dearly it's hard to choose but i'm gonna go i remember that new orleans all-star and just loving that i was like hey meet me down at smoothie king center it's, it's so good it's so fun to say so definitely start smoothie king and just because it's you know uh, bench uh, Little Caesars, just because it's new. And I don't like that it's downtown. I, I actually did like um, Auburn Hills when I worked for the Pistons. Just the name, CJ. It's just the it's name. Just sorry, the name. sorry, sorry, sorry. But Bench. <laughs> and it, it, Yeah, Bench. And it's also not my favorite pizza chain. That's why. If it was Domino's Arena, yeah, we'd well, have some reconsidering. I don't think you need to say it's not your favorite pizza chain. I think that's just assumed. <laughs> um, that five for five saved my life in college. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the hot and ready. Yeah. You also just made me realize I'm saying this wrong, right? Yeah. I'd because like, sit and bench are and the, bench same, are the thing. same thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, there, there is a difference. Is it start bench cut? Is it yeah, start? That Start, bench, bench cut. So okay, bench, yeah, we're moving to that. We're moving yeah. to that. I didn't even know if that was it, but start, bench, cut is the right. I mean, that makes more sense. It does make more sense. So what's, which one's the Mary? Uh, well, Mary is starting. I mean, you guys worked on the basketball show. I know, this. I know, but I don't, I don't know what the... When you're playing fantasy, what do people say? Start. You gotta, bench, you cut. gotta release. Let's release or cut or fire. Like no, cut know. for sure. We're cut. sticking with yeah. cut. <laughs> okay. Oh, so, so okay, I see what you're saying. Okay. Well, starting is the best. Cutting yes. is the worst. Benching is the middle. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. But fuck Start is bench. the best thing though. In in yeah, the fuck Mary kill. Thinking. That's the yeah. question. Is like, oh, I mean, really? Now is I'm it? at an age. Mary marrying is the best. <laughs> I have no sex drive anymore. Okay, I'm if, old. If you're, I have, you know, if you're just listening, CJ's winking as he says that. So I don't know. 
I don't know what to believe. I love being married. It's my I walk around and I tell everyone I love being married. Fuck? What is that? That's a mere second of my life thrown out the window. No, I'm just kidding. Um but not. Okay. I think start bench cut is the right. Is okay, the right. we're gonna go start bench yeah. cut. Um, okay, okay, so moving on to another part of your life, as I said at the, off the top, you worked on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, so mm-hmm. recent recurring late night bits. Mm, love this. Okay, now I'm just trying to remember. Start, bench, cut. James Corden's carpool karaoke, Jimmy Kimmel's mean tweets, Jimmy Fallon's lip sync battle. All right, I'm going to go... Which one of these you fucking? No, okay. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> I will fuck all of my love late night bits. Uh, oh, who doesn't love a recurring late night bit? You're wearing... Uh, are you not wearing yeah, a David... This David Le- yeah, this is late night with David Letterman hat. Now, I think we can all agree we would, we would fuck the top ten list. Yes. Oh, yeah. Probably one the, the best. best, you Probably, know, yeah. one of the best recurring late night bits. Um, these ones, would... up to you oh, yeah. to decide if the, any of them are good. Uh, I wouldn't say any of them are my favorite, mm-hmm. but I would say Kimmel probably be start mm-hmm. carpool karaoke bench and then lip sync um, cut. Uh, yeah. And here's here's why. And I could that this is another podcast talking about the integrity of late night talk shows, but. Um, <laughs> Mean tweets, I guess, implies there's some comedic work being done, finding you know the tweets and, and thinking, is this funny or not? Like, you're, you're relying mm-hmm. on your comedy instincts. Carpool karaoke, not really funny, but it's clever and creative. We all sing in our car, let's do it with celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lip sync is just like, hey, I, I think why it's good a lot of the times are people are just like, hey, I remember that 80s and 90s song. Um, and, and you get that in carpool karaoke, but there's a little bit of a twist. There might be some traffic that throws some comedic beats in there. But, yeah. Again, and also they're yeah. actually singing. Yes. Right? Yep. Like, that's yep. huge. That's true. That's yeah. a great point, J.D. So it, it's, it's safe to say you did not come up with Jim, Jimmy Fallon's lip sync battle? I did not. I did not. Okay. You were in the room when they brewed <laughs> that one up. Um, Let's just say, right. and this could be a little bit too real, I, the, why I, I'm not no longer at... Late night with or late night with Jimmy Fallon or working with Jimmy Fallon is because I came in and I was like, "Hey, how about this sketch?" And they told me, "We do not do sketch comedy here." And I was like, "Oh, why am I? Why did I get hired? But can I stay here? The pay is great." <laughs> well, hold on a second. They hundred percent do sketches. Yeah. What are well, they talking they, about? They weren't doing like you know. They were uh, another nugget. Jimmy, I was told Jimmy is a song and dance, occasionally tell a joke kind of guy. So well, it wasn't a priority. Um, Interesting. Okay. I think that's a little unfair. Sometimes he also lip syncs. <laughs> that's true. A lip sync. But he's dancing. He's usually Dance, dancing yeah. while he's exactly. um, a triple threat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> singing with my real voice, singing without a voice, and dancing while singing. Yeah. I mean, what more could you ask triple for? Triple So, So safe to say, not a great time working on the show. It was, I mean, incredible first job. Uh, did I think my life was over when it didn't work out? Yes. Uh, uh-huh. But I landed myself in, in sports, you know, creative and entertainment. That's like a job that didn't exist. So, I mean, as you guys know, it's, it's, it's really fun and cool. Have you ever sat courtside before I ask you this next question? Um, I, no. Or no, yes, I did. But it was like for a, a weird, like a Clippers Blazers matinee. Um, mm-hmm. And so I sat actually, it was at the scores table with my friend uh, who I worked with at Jimmy Fallon. Um, and um, yeah, that was the closest I've ever sat. I like wa- have walked courtside through Turner. Um, mm-hmm. But you, as you guys probably know, you, you get yelled at pretty fast to not They're, stay They there. don't like it. They, don't, <laughs> they hate it when you do that. Um, so yeah, that's probably the closest I bought myself. I, I, I sat like third row for the Lakers Clippers opener this year. Um, and it was, like Lakers fans, I am a Lakers fan. They are toxic. When Russell Westbrook is on the team, the ugly comes out in these fans, and it was bad. It, it was not a good experience. Okay, so listen closely here because this is the most conceptual of the questions. Okay. So start bench cut. All right. First one. You're sitting courtside, but you spill a giant tub of popcorn, and the game stops while the Lakers are on a run, and security oh, has to yeah. spend five minutes picking up the loose kernels, and they show you on the Jumbotron, and everyone boos you for killing the team's momentum. Okay, that's your first. So I'm like basketball Bartman, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, 
You're sitting courtside, but you spill a you spill your beer on your pants. And after the Lakers hit their third three in a row, Reggie Miller says something like, "The Lakers are flowing right now, just like that guy." Uh, yeah. And the camera catches you, and everyone on Twitter calls you the Los Angeles leaker. Ooh. Okay. Or you're sitting courtside, but you have to wear a Draymond Green jersey, and you have to actively cheer for the Warriors. So start bench cut those three courtside ideas yeah okay starting leakers i love that wish that would happen you you want to be a meme yeah that's hilarious that's like charming i would like i've been looking for my life's purpose for Mm -hmm. since i've been alive and being the leaker like (laughs) i would i would embrace that um (laughs) yeah la leaker yeah (laughs) and i would be yeah i would be a meme i would probably be in some commercials speak at a college or something um yeah you could direct yourself exactly uh bench probably ooh the uh, popcorn thing no so i can't tell people why i'm wearing the draymond jersey because yeah you can't say it's a bit or or you can't say it's because well if i wasn't wearing this jersey then i would have to spill popcorn everywhere yeah i I guess but i just don't i I want the lakers to win so i'm gonna go bench uh would be the draymond jersey and, and warriors um, and then, yeah, the cut would be the um, the popcorn and, and the stop momentum that run. Color. Yeah, man, this guy is a true fan. He's willing to make it seem like he pissed his pants in front of America uh, <laughs> to prevent his team from losing momentum. So I, I respect that. I'm helping morale there. You know, you're helping morale. Um, so CJ, final question in start bench cut, <laughs> the segment that we're renaming as we go. <laughs> Um, you are of Filipino heritage. Am mm-hmm. I correct in saying That's that? That's correct. That'd now, be hilarious if you were wrong. <laughs> oh, God. I honestly said that before I asked the question because I was like, look, I think this is true. I've read this. I don't. But look, when, when you start talking about ethnicity, it, it gets tricky. Yeah. But are Filipinos like sort of like uh, I have a lot of friends that are Armenian. So mm-hmm. anytime any celebrity is Armenian, they're like, oh, did you know that Andre Agassi is Armenian? Yeah. Uh, Filipino, same sort of vibe? One, so, one, I mean, I feel like even more so. Okay, so you would know. You, okay, so the question is musicians with Filipino heritage. Oh, okay? okay. Start, bench, cut. Okay, here yeah, we go. This is a good one. Olivia Rodrigo, Enrique Iglesias. He's Bruno Filipino? Mars. Really? Okay, well, his, okay, see, I, you feel free to fact check me, but from what I read on the internet, <laughs> his mother was born in Manila, and her wow. parents are half- Filipino half oh. Spanish. We've wow. never, I've never considered to claim him. Um, what does it even change my order here? My order here is Bruno start. Okay. Oh boy. I like like one Olivia Rodrigo song. Is she going to be more than a one hit wonder? I don't know if we know that yet. <sighs> she's but very Enrique, young. She's only had one album. Yeah. But Enrique, I mean, again, like I was uh, as a kid, like he was putting out heat. Um, I'm going to, you know what though? I'm going to go Olivia Rodrigo. Cause she's like talked about being Filipino. She owns that. Like mm-hmm. she didn't, you know, we didn't have to find that out in some weird dark corner of the internet where you found that <laughs> Enrique Iglesias fact. Um, so Olivia bench and then cut Enrique. Okay. Can I change your mind? Okay. Try. Cause I feel strongly about this one. Okay, try. I'm starting Enrique Iglesias. Wow. I think he has way more bangers than Bruno Mars. Now, he's not the performer. At a, he does because he can't, like, unlike Jimmy Fallon, he can't sing and dance at the same time. Yeah. But just thinking of his first album, like, in the whole Spanish explosion of the, the mid to late yep. 90s, when you had, like, Mark Anthony and uh, Ricky Lopez. Martin and Jennifer Lopez, I think Enrique brought the most heat. And they're like, by Lamos, Shakira? Rhythm Divine. <sighs> okay, but he's fine. doing that for another... Say male, male... <laughs> uh, he's doing male that for singers? another nationality, you know? That doesn't help out... Oh, so you're really Filipino considering roots. how Filipino they are. Yes, yeah. of course. Well, of course, you have to. You have to. Okay, I'm, I guess I'm just thinking purely, like, music, musical ability and bangers. Now, can we make it harder by throwing in a different... I'm trying to think another Filipino singer um, like her has been pretty recently mm-hmm. like on our list of Filipino um, hit makers the, like her. 
I would the problem with up. her is no one knows what song she sings. They just exactly. know that if you snap your fingers, she will appear at an award show. And like my wife has like made the joke of like they feel like the, uh, the music industry has like manufactured her. Um, yeah, there's a bit of that vibe. I, I'm gonna yeah. look. I'm gonna look it up because there was someone else that I was going to include. Um, I can't like Tia Carrera in now. Wayne's World, that would be hard. You know? Oh, the Ballroom Blitz. Like Hell the, yeah! Yeah. If, uh, what is the what's the name of her uh, band? I forget. Uh, the hmm, okay. We're gonna, well, I should have kept this, but Crucial Taunt. Crucial Taunt. Crucial Taunt. Yeah, it was the name of her band in Wayne's World. Oh, oh Crucial uh, Taunt. I thought you were like Crucial Taunt's my favorite Filipino yeah, yeah. <laughs> band. I was like, okay, well, that's a deep cut. Oh, um, okay. Hold on. No, no, I'm coming to it. I see. Yeah, okay, Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, Sweetie. Don't know much about her. Sweetie, I don't know much of her music. Would I put her? Nah, I'd I'd probably cut her. She was awesome when she threw out the first pitch of the Dodgers game. Wow, did she do something? (laughs) No, she was just, she was hot. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm a dumb guy. He's winking. He's winking. I'm a dumb guy. She was hot. All right, so, well, if I was answering, fuck Enrique, fuck Enrique Iglesias, obviously. <laughs> you created this and, and I would marry that. him. Let's just and I'd that. marry him, because yeah. I'm willing to commit, just so he could sing, here's how it goes. That's great. Every night when we went to sleep. Uh, all right, CJ. When people need help navigating life's biggest decisions, they seek our wise counsel, and we deliver an airtight verdict. This section's for the Patreon sickos only, my peahounds. To subscribe to Patreon, go to patreon.com slash isthisgood, and you too can hear the full episode. It's time to settle this. <laughs> that was settle this. To hear the full episode, go to patreon.com slash isthisgood, and you too can hear us yell at a stranger we don't know to be more resilient. Uh, and uh, yeah, get his life back together. All right, CJ, there's only one thing left to do, and that's play subjective trivia. <laughs> regular trivia except only i know the answer today's question in honor of mother's day who is the best fictional mom from these choices so your choices are sarah connor from the terminator lucille bluth from arrested development janine stifler aka stifler's mom from american pie or kate McAllister, that's kevin's mom from home alone so who is the best fictional mom you could just go with your gut. I have my answer written here on this card. Yeah. Ideally, we, we try to get our answers to match, but just go with what's in your heart. So Sarah Connor, Lucille Bluth, Janine Stifler, Kate McAllister, who's the best mom? And can I, is it best or favorite? Uh, I think this one is best. Like who? Like being you, a mom? Yeah. This You have to think about like, if this person was my mom. Yeah. I mean, I it's want? it's got to be Sarah Connor, right? <laughs> I don't want... <laughs> Any of the others to be my mom. Kate, Kate McAllister forgot about me twice. Janine uh-huh. Stifler is sleeping with dudes in my, in my high school. Uh-huh. Lucille Bluth is, uh, only cares about herself. So Sarah mm-hmm. Connor was trying to fight like robots, Terminators from what? Ta- I can't remember the, the storyline, but like, yeah, from, from finding John Connor? From finding you, yeah. Yeah, so Sarah Connor is the best mom here. Okay. Uh, Injecting I'll, I'll people say, with blue, like, washer fluid. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, she's, <laughs> she has many skills, but a little intense, okay? And a oh, lot, yeah. she's putting a lot of pressure on you. She's basically yeah. telling you you're the messiah. Now, I guess in this case, you are the Pretty Messiah. good. Pretty right. good. But you don't know that. Like, you could just be like, my mom. My mom's putting a lot of pressure on me. Um, okay, so you're going Sarah Connor. JD, do you have uh, an inkling on this one? Well, I think that, first of all, let me. De- I'm going to defend Kate McAllister just a little bit because she definitely she forgot about Kevin, but she moved hell and earth to get back to him. That's so true. she loves him. Um, is she a good mom? Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm going to say yes, but she's she's a little absent-minded. Okay, where's where's what, Pete McAllister in all this? Doesn't he get some of the blame, JD? <laughs> hey, yeah, of course, he's and, in the mob. Well, Didn't you know those hey. theories? <laughs> no, but enlighten me. 
Uh, there's just some theories that he was in the mob. They're like, how could you afford that house and have that many kids? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> fly first class. Like, what do you do? Um, <laughs> that's yeah, that's just, that's just, like, TV brain. Like, the characters and friends living in those apartments in New yeah. York. That's, you know. Yeah. Um, but it um, would be fun if he was in the mob. So, and then I think my answer is Lucille because mm-hmm. she's the funniest. It's as mm-hmm. simple as that. Um, Your mom kind of has some Lucille Bluth tendencies, would you it, say? Oh, 100%. She, my mother is the closest of all these mothers. Lucille Bluth is probably the closest to my mother. So I have deep affection for Lucille Bluth. And I think she's the funniest. So that would be my answer. And I think it's your answer, too, frankly. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, J.D., you know me better than CJ, but not today, because the answer Sarah Connor. Wow. Yeah. All nice right. job, CJ. Uh, feels good when we get it. <laughs> I, I think, um, you know, Lucille Booth is funny, but it's probably one of those things where your friends come over and go, your mom is so funny. Right. But you're like, but um, she hurts my feelings every day, and she's an alcoholic. Um, yeah. And it's it's... Charming from the outside, but not from the inside. Uh, same thing with Stifler, uh, Janine Stifler. Like you don't want, you don't want that mom where you go into school and everyone's like you, like you're like, oh, what are you guys talking about? And they're like, oh, just how much do we want to fuck your mom? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you want someone's mom that they want to bench or cut? <laughs> Still don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna keep listening to this podcast just to see how that segment evolves. Yeah, yeah. it's. As I always say, CJ, we, we iterate on the show. Uh, but thanks so much for coming on. Where can people find you? Uh, Twitter is probably best at, at CJ Toledano. And then, yeah, check out Follow Through. You can see all that stuff uh, if, you, if you just follow me. So, yeah. Um, perfect. Remember to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash isthisgood. If you have topics, email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. And remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on YouTube. Thanks for listening. Thanks to JD. Thanks to CJ for coming on and helping me name my own segments. <laughs> Thanks in advance for leaving a five-star review for everyone. I'm Matt Austin, and this was good. We'll see you next week. 